Bang, bang, bang. No, it's not one of the pew pews. It is almost the 4th of July. It's the week of the 4th of July. And we're giving you not one, but two Young Dad Podcast bangers. First one here we have with our good friend of the show, Evan. Evan is a dad of a daughter with Sturge-Weber syndrome. And since this recording back in December of 2022, some amazing things have happened for Evan and his family and his little girl. First and foremost, she is doing incredible. She is such a sweet little girl. She's amazing. Um, seriously, is the love of Evan's life. Her pressures, her pressures are steady. Her vision is excellent with glasses. Everything is holding. Her patching's going down. Her neurological pathways from her eye to brain are developing. Just so many amazing things are happening for his little girl, with Sturge Weber, and it is just. I love seeing it. I was like, who should I bring back? Who should we listen to again? But it was Evan. Evan was the obvious choice. If you don't know what Sturge Weber syndrome is, I'm going to tell you real quick. So Sturge Weber syndrome very much tied into also port wine syndrome. If you've ever seen a child with a kind of like a red mark on their kind of a red wine stain birthmark on their forehead, upper eyelid or on one side of their face. That's a direct link to Sturge Weber. Um, Sturge Weber is a syndrome. It is rare. It's a neurological disorder present at birth and characterized by a port wine stained birthmark on the forehead and upper eyelid on one side of the face. However, though rare, it's treatable, can be worked through as in Evan's little girl's case that we're going to listen to today and learn more about once again. So sit back, relax, grab your snack. Grab a juice box and enjoy today's Young Dad Podcast banger. And then just one more thing before we get into the show. I promise it's going to be quick, it's going to be fast, it's going to be easy. Recently launched back on Father's Day, so about two weeks ago, was my first book, my first children's book, A Baseball Game with Dad. A baseball game with dad highlights how cool it is to be a dad. It shows the different dynamics of being a single dad, taking your kids to a baseball game, the dynamic of co-parenting, there's diversity, there's different body shapes, sizes, colors, everything, different dads, disabilities are included, veterans, everything that you can want in one all-inclusive picture book is there. It's amazing, it's fantastic, it's colorful, it's bright, and it's only $10. Check out the show link below. Literally writing a children's book has been a dream of mine for a couple of years now. It's something I've always wanted to do. So please support my dream, support the podcast by purchasing a baseball game with dad on Amazon today. Evan, the floor is going to be yours. The live studio audience is excited. We're excited. The listeners are excited. Tell us a little bit about you, where you're from, and a bit about your family, your children, and of course, tell us a little bit about a little bit more about Sturge Weber syndrome. Hi, yeah. Cheers, mate. Um, look, as I said in the intro, my name's Ev. Um, I'm just an Aussie bloke who. Really got lucky finding a Euro bird and popped out a sprog. 
the thing about when my daughter came along, um, she was actually born with a really rare condition um, called Sturge-Weber syndrome. We didn't know it at the time. It was called that. Um, she was born with a, a poured wine stain that covered half her face, um, like a big, like a thing of it as a dark red birthmark. Um, and I was absolutely shocked. I always wanted that daddy-daughter. I really wanted a daughter. Like I did not, if I had a son, I'd be stoked. Um, but I really wanted the daddy-daughter bond thing. So when Addie came along and I saw her face, I had like my greatest um, joy, but the worst fear all at once. It was so conflicting. Um, so with Sturge Weber syndrome, like I said, it's, she has this big poor wine stain on her face. And what that is is it's a cell mutation um, which results in a vascular malformation. So I think it was like a shitload of, open blood vessels coming to the surface, constantly pumping blood, um, going through the different layers of skin. But what that's also done is those additional blood vessels has worked its way into her eye, causing glaucoma, but also into her brain, which um, effectively is crushing um, the blood and the oxygen, all the pathways that run through your brain. It goes in one thing of a drain on the other. And it goes out the drain and all these blood vessels are closing off those drains. So her left side of the brain is effectively getting starved of blood and oxygen. So it's underdeveloped and similar with her eye, um, the glaucoma, she can't release the pressure. So when she was born, as an analogy, think of it as like one eye is the size of a mandarin, the other one's the size of an orange. And it was hazy. It was so hazy. There was no colour there. So we immediately freaked the fuck out. I was absolutely speechless. Um, and she's she's four now with the attitude of a 16-year-old, let me tell you. Heck but, yeah, that's, that's just girls, man. That's just girls. Oh, dude, she's so strong, so powerful, but she, she has to be. She's had um, over 24 surgeries and procedures um, for her eye, uh, we're actually at the hospital again tomorrow. She's had all this artificial plumbing put in her eye, trying to save the eye. Um, she's been getting, think of it like laser tattoo removal on her face, trying to lighten that port wine stain, and it burns her face. It really fucks her up. Um, she has epilepsy because her brain signals uh, misfire. Um, she's been in a coma. Um, she was paralyzed actually when she, when she came out of the coma, she was left hand side paralyzed. So she's had to learn to walk twice. I'm actually tearing up. It's, it's been, it's been pretty full on few years. You know, she sees, um, three therapists weekly and has been for over three years. You know, she never stops smiling though, but fuck, she's so stubborn, so powerful. She's just like a mother. I can say that because she's not here. Um, but she'll will crack me one when she hears this. But, she <laughs> but um, yeah, it's pretty full on. Um, Sturge Weber is so rare. Think of it like, I think it's one in fifty thousand kids get bought get born with a poured wine stain. But out of those fifty thousand, one in seven thousand develop Sturge Weber syndrome. You know, so it's um, 
that's pretty full on. And no two no two cases are the are the same. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got Serge Weber kids who they're unfortunately they're all fucked up. You know, some don't even survive. But you've got other ones who've got PhDs. You know, so it's it's so hard to track how she is. That's that's a lot, man. So for you, you you kind of mentioned it here, but when when did you first find out about the diagnosis and then like the severity of it? Um. So yeah, when she was born, we saw the face. Um. So straight away, I knew something was wrong. Um. And so we just like inundated um, by a specialist coming in to have a look. So they're like, you, we've got to get you up to Sydney. We've got to get you up to the, the Royal Children's Hospital. Um, we've got to organise this. We've got to organise that. It was, it was so intense. It was meant to be such a fun and joyous occasion. Mm-hmm. It was nothing but be um, the worst thing I ever did was get on Dr. Google. Dr. Google is an evil, evil bastard because it just shows you the worst case scenarios. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was just, it was nuts. Yeah, that is, that's nuts. I mean, I just, I remember the birth of both my daughters and like you said, it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be this happy, joyous, you know, Hallmark movie kind of occasion such as beautiful and blissful and this whole new chapter of life and all of this. And it's can for you, it was quite literally the opposite. Mm. It was literally the opposite. And then, you know, it was, it was fear. It was crazy. I, I can't imagine what it was like going from, Oh my gosh, she's born, she's here. And then literally in an instant, it's like, you gotta go oh, the world miles. comes crashing down. Yeah, it definitely does. Because like you don't know. Glass shattering. The the thing is, you have no idea because no scans can pick up. Like the scans, the prenatal scans, all that, they can pick up. Let's just say five out of a thousand things. Mm-hmm. So we thought she was going to be perfectly healthy, you know. And then to see this little princess. It was just, uh, yeah, it was really confronting. Yeah. So for you, when your first reaction happened, what, within that moment, kind of take us within your your dad brain, what was your dad brain brain telling you? Um, look, I want to say that I was awesome. I was a hero. But um, for like a couple of minutes, I was shocked. I was absolutely frozen. Um, the nurses, fans are asking, you know, is it a boy or a girl? And I was, I was a fucking statue. The nurses had to tell them, my partner, um, that it was a little girl. Um, so I was so torn. I was so And uh, I looked up to, at the missus and straight away, um, like a switch, I uh, went off and was like, um, mate, you've got to set the fuck up. It's not about you. You've got to protect mum. So, you know, you can, you deal with your shit later. Mm-hmm. Look after your girls. So straight away, I, I went into like this. I won't say um, 
uh, what's the term? Like a, a non-feeling mode that I tried to block it out, try to numb everything and to look after the girls. And um, because all the nurses and the doctors were coming in, Fan was, was still butt-ass naked. <laughs> like she's laying there and, and Addie's, you know, um, doing her usual pissing and moaning and laughing at the same time. But I'm, I'm there trying to say, hey, you guys need to leave. Um, we need a moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We need to digest this. Um, so I, I didn't even, I did not leave their room. I ended up sleeping on the floor that night um, just to be there for them. Mm-hmm. You know, be there for Addy. Um, went in like full protection, full support mode. I didn't know what else to do, you know. So uh, straight away, it was all about the girls. Mm, yeah. I love that. So uh, a question I have is, um, you know, you're going through that and, you know, obviously, like you said, you're in shock, but how do you, how do you care for your partner in that situation? You know what I mean? So as a, a father myself, you know, God, God, you know, blessed me with a, a safe and, and, speed of delivery but you know once you go through that shock how do you put that down inside and and comfort your your partner you know what i mean like what is what does that look like um for me it was uh make a laugh just make a laugh um just go back to my you know larrikin side um make Try and make light of a serious situation without taking away from a serious situation. You know, um, try not to let my nervousness and insecurities infect her. You know, like, so you sit there, listen, uh, cuddle, poke fun at her if she's in that mood. Um, get her get her something to eat. Like, she's just gone through the biggest traumatic experience yes um so get her something to eat she's gonna want to eat she's gonna want to shower um make sure you've got champagne so i we smuggled in a little bottle of champagne into into the board so get her a drink because um the baby's not going to be breastfeeding straight away anyway and anything that comes through the system it's not going to be alcoholic Mm -hmm. um so get get her a drink, um, but essentially it's just keep her happy, make her laugh, remind her that you love her. You know that. I mean, you did the deed together, you did the birth together. Now you're going to do life together as a family. So, mm, I love that. Yeah, that's. Um, I think that's something as as fathers we all do. You know, we have to put down our, our fear and insecurity and, you know, put that wall up and, and be that, that rock, you know what I mean? Be the, the thing that, that your wife can hold on to, you know, cause without you, she's, she's got nothing. You know what I mean? Oh, so absolutely. I'm not saying don't cry. Don't have your, your breakdown, but there's a oh, time yeah. and place for that. Yeah. You know, I, um, I cried in the shower when I, um, so on day two, I went home and I had to go check on my dog. Got to check on my dog. <laughs> um, 
Uh, I went into the shower and I fucking bawled my eyes. I still do. Every now and then. And um, I just had my emotional dump. I got out all that negative negativity. I just cried it out, washed it away, and then went back uh, to hospital, um, ready to do it all over again. No, I, I love that. That's, I mean, that's so true. I mean, when you're in that moment, you, you really have to realize that it's not, not about you. It's about her and what she went through. Like, yes, you guys are both experiencing the same thing with the child, the same like kind of emotions and whatnot toward the child and the situation there. But on top of that, she also hasn't ate for however long the labor was. She hasn't drank anything. She hasn't had alcohol for nine months. <laughs> she, you know, she also just dumped, you know, dumped a bunch of hormones out. Now has all these hormones that are starting to rebalance again. She's injured, basically. Like, there's a lot going on on for the for the mom in these situations, and I think you hit it perfectly there. You know, you have to just make her laugh, read the room if she's in the mood for poking fun, poke fun at her. Just a reminder why, you know, she's in that room with you mm-hmm. as opposed yeah. to anyone else she could be. She's in that room with you, and now you guys are starting this chapter. She, she chose you to be in that situation with her. So I think that's perfect. So for you, how, how has having a child with a disability changed you as a dad, and what has it taught you? Oh, man. Um complete 180 uh i was a, i was an asshole in high school um i actually got a little, little note i think i uh, think a 75 percent stiffler you know i wasn't a full dick but i was a i was a bit of a dick at, at school <laughs> yeah. um and obviously <laughs> wish, wish i could take it all back um but i really it, it it really changed the way that you view other people um how you interact with other people. I mean, it takes so much effort to be an asshole than it does just to be a decent boy. Facts. You know, um, and like I, I always helped the less fortunate and the needy. Like I, I did my best. Like I helped with the Salvation Army. Like always give coin because I've got money. I don't have a lot of fucking money, but I've got more than what old mate on the corner has. So I'll give him, you know, always help them where I can. But when Addy came along, it put so much into perspective. You know, like there are so many people who are different and it's okay to be different. Um, and when Addy came along, it helped me realize that, hey, man, look, they may not be vibing. So you've got to be nice. Like you, kindness, kill them with kindness. Um, and so now to, now to uh, make an awareness, like, no one heard of Serge Weber syndrome in my family until Addie came along. So now I shout from the high end. I've got Serge Weber tattoos on me. You know, um, I got into an argument with the missus because I wanted to tattoo a port wine stain on my face. Um, mm, I love that. Yeah. Love that. Uh, I'm glad she talked me out of it because it would have hurt. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. It, for, it, that, for that one, it's a thought that counts on that one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I've got you a know little. That- I've got things around my ears and stuff for her, so 
Yeah, it but, also goes to show, man, you know, um, no matter what situation, no matter what, you know, good, bad, healthy, unhealthy, you know, uh, a father's natural instinct is to do whatever it is to to ensure that, you know, your young is 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 comfortable, taken care of, happy, you know, and you'll go to the, the ends of the earth to accomplish that. You know, I don't care. Oh, what no, you, you're spot on. I I think insurance is absolute dog shit. I really do, especially life insurance. I was so flat out against it. Um, but I took I took out a life insurance policy. That way, if worst ever comes to me, the mortgage is taken care of. So they've got a home. They'll always, always have a roof over their heads. Um, it has backfired, though, because um, sometimes when I piss them off, when I poke her a little bit too much, she gives me <laughs> those weird looks, <laughs> and she's probably weighing up if she wants to... Um, yeah, you know, take out take out she, that policy. She wants to cash oh. that in early. <laughs> no, I. But. I love what you said there. How you were thinking about doing the same thing to your face, and then what Aaron said is like, we will literally do whatever it takes, like, to make our kids feel like just normal accepted. that they're not different, yeah. that they're accepted, except exactly. And I, I don't I don't care what people think of me, how I look, how I dress, whatever. I'm past that. I know who I am, where I am in life. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I end up getting a tattoo on my face of like a, a poured wine stain, a big red stain on my face, I don't I wouldn't care if people looked at me weird because they would look and then they'd ask questions. Exactly. And exactly. you can only educate people if they ask if they ask a question. That's so, True. I mean, it's the same. It's the same concept as to when, you know, let's say your child or a loved one that you're really close to gets cancer, and you do, you know, they have to shave their head, and you do the same thing to show that support, that unity, that acceptance, like you're not alone through this. And you know, we would do the same thing for our kids. You know, no matter what they're going through, if they need us to do something even crazy, we're, especially us as dads, we're not going to hesitate. We're like, oh, yep, sure, you know. Whatever it takes, whatever you need. Mm, spot on. All right. So, another question for you. You know, we're just putting you through the ring here. What <laughs> advice would you give to a new dad who just found out that their child has a disability? What What are you gonna What are you telling that dad? Oh man, it's it's fucking. It's gonna be a hard slog. You know, there's gonna be so many times where you're going to be helpless um, because you can't do anything. Um, as, as I said earlier, I cry in the shower. Oh, unfortunately, I will bottle up my emotions and then let them out in the shower. Um, nothing wrong with that. Um, when Addie was in hospital um, having back-to-back seizures and then went into her coma, um, Mum was in the room, uh, in a different bedroom of the hospital. We were given a sleep, and she was trying to sleep, and I was staying awake, watching for um, the next attack. And I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? Like, this isn't a Christmas present that you don't want. You can't give this kid back. So ha- you will have those thoughts, you know. Um, that you're not good enough, I'm not, I'm not doing anything, they'll be better off without me. 
That's bullshit. That's absolute bullshit. You got to remember that that little one to them, you are their hero. So you have to love, protect, and you have to educate. You have to step up. You have to man the fuck up and be there for that kid. Anything and everything. Um, but you need an outlet. You need to talk. It ain't weak to speak. You know, grab a mate, grab a few mates, go down to the pub, blow the froth off of a couple, hit the gym, go get a motorbike, surfing, play sport, whatever. But you can't bottle it up. Um, so just remember, you need to talk. Um, the biggest thing, though, uh, for me anyway, is no matter how hard it is for me, it's worse for you, missus. Because um, she's she brewed that kid. She baked that turkey in the oven. So when when um, that sprog finally comes out, they're going to be heartbroken. They'll feel like they've failed the kid, failed you. Um, she's going to break down. She's going to get upset, and she's going to take it out on you. You've got to remember that it's not a personal attack on you if they do. It's because they love you. You are their safety barrier. They trust you to be able to handle it. So you're going to have to bear the brunt of that, and it's going to fucking suck. Um, but you've got to remember, man, the good times far outweigh the shit. Um, this, one, this one episode, Addy came out of a coma, and I took a photo of her. I was a blubbering mess. And... She looked at me and she could move one arm and she gave me this thumbs up like, I've got this, Dad. Right there and then was a massive moment in a week of dog shit. Um, so just hang on to those positives and protect your missus. Because it's going to be rough. And talk. Talk to your mates. That's, that's the biggest thing. I love everything you just said there, man. That if our listener is tearing up, a little water in the eyes, if there's some dust in the room, whatever it is, I don't know what it is right now, but my allergies are acting up, something. But man, that was, yes, everything through and through that you said there. I, I couldn't agree with more, especially, you know, when you're, when you're talking about talking and not holding it in, you know, find, find your outlet, find your place to where you can, you know, blow the froth off as you said <laughs> you said it way cooler than i did but no like agreed like you have to find a way for you to have an outlet you have to let it out you have you can't bottle it in because that's when it that's when those thoughts those intrusive thoughts become actions mm. and you can't let it get there because like you said you are you are your kid's hero they if i would if we could i would have every every dad every parent who's struggling whatsoever we could just see our kids. If we could just see ourselves as our kids see us, so much of the time, we wouldn't ever have an intrusive thought, you know. Yeah, spot on, man. Yeah, and you know, I I love what you said about uh, your partner. You know what I mean? Um, you could think you're going through a rough time, and you know, you just don't know what's going on in your partner's head, and. I think you nailed it right on the head. You know, it's you have to communicate. You have to have that 
that line just so she can know, you know, I can go to him. I can, I can, you know, be vulnerable to him or, you know, even yourself, you know, you can be vulnerable to her, you know, without that communication, it's, it's, you guys are going to be at a stalemate all the time. You're trying to put out fires, but you're also lighting another one. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. You've, you've got to have that and you've got to maintain that connection too, because um, all the negativity is going to bring you down. You guys are going to be bickering. Just remember that um, uh, the little things will make a big difference. Ask her how her day was. Bring her some flowers. Bring her some chocolate. Get her her favorite bottle of wine. She may not think of doing it for you because she's got so many other things going on. You know, she's looking after a newborn that's going to be high needs. She's trying to breastfeed. She's trying to do this. She's trying to work it out. You can read all the fucking books in the world that make you an expert. But just remember that you are not the center of her attention anymore. You know, she's worried about the kid, but then she's also worried how are you going to react to her? You just got to re- remind her that these, there's a reason why you're with her and the reason why you had the kid in the first place. I love all of it. So just just for you and for our listeners here in the States, we just want to know, so in the States, the role of the dad has definitely changed over time, kind of shifting from our conversation on George Weber, just kind of into being a dad. The role of dad here in the States is more like, not really, Aaron, how would you describe like the role of a dad in, in the States? Um, yeah, I'd, I'd say it's definitely shifting from, um, you know, your traditional conservative, um, you know, father figure to, um, it's just different. I I can't explain it. It's, you know, there's, there's so many different dogmas now that you can look at any one and it's, it's different, but, you know, I, I feel you know, whatever's right for you is right for you. You know what I mean? But the core values stay the same no matter what it is, you know? And I'd, I'd love to hear from um, our guest here, you know, what it's like or what the roles are like in where he's from. Yeah. So what is it um, like for you down down under being a dad? Like whether, what does society expect from you? Uh. Like what you guys said, it's all changed. I mean, the dad is no longer has to be the main breadwinner, the grumpy fucker, get up at 4 a.m., get back at 10 p.m., go to bed, eat, you know. That's all changed now. You know, I I wear dresses. If my daughter says, Dad, you're wearing this, I'm going to wear that. You know, she paints my nails. Like, we have tea parties. It, it doesn't matter anymore. Um the role of the dad in my eyes is um, like the power of the father. Pick the kid up, dust them, but nurse them at the same time. Um, help promote their imaginative play. If they want to play fairies, fucking, you're putting wings on and you're going out there into the tea garden. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, there is no – that whole – uh, in with Aussies anyway, there is still that macho, 
um, blokey thing, but you don't have to have it on all the time, man. It's slowly evolving. It's slowly changing. People are accepting people for the way they are. I mean, you don't always have to have a mask on. So as a father, get out there and have fun. I mean, this could be the only time you get to wear a dress with your daughter and not get poked fun at because no one's going to pick you up wearing a dress. <laughs> yeah. Especially if, yeah, you're and, daughter, you know... especially if you're with your daughter. Make sure you're with your kid. Because yeah, in... your sole goal is to make them happy, like allow them to spread their wings, develop their uh, their safety net, because you're always going to be there. You're going to catch them when you fall. So show them it's okay to do anything that they want to do. 100%. And you know what? I think this goes back to something we talked about on another episode too. It's like you're setting the example of what a partner looks like. You know what I mean? So it you want to be that that goofy guy or, you know, the, the stand-up guy or, or, you know, you're not just one, you know, strict – uh, disciplining, you know, it, it's not just about that. It's about being everything, you know, and it, in those moments, like you said, in the, in the garden with, with fairy wings on, you know, that's, that's something your, your kids remember forever, you know, in, oh, into their, yeah. their old days. Absolutely. So and you've also got to remember that you, you actually touched on it. Um, as a father, I'm teaching Addie what a bloke needs to be for when she's old enough. Uh, I secretly hope that she's actually gay. But if she is straight, then I want her to know what how a guy is meant to treat a lady. So the way that I treat her, the way that I treat her mum, you know, with the flowers and the ass slaps and the, the cooking of the food and and all that. You know, it's the way it's the way that a bloke has to be. I love that, one hundred percent. So either you blokes have any final thoughts here? Um, anything we wanna Share with the listeners on anything we've talked about the last 30 minutes or so. I think, uh, I think, I think we covered all bases, mate. It ain't wait to speak, look after your missus and protect your kids. Love it. And Aaron, anything from you? Uh, yeah. Uh, what Evan said, but you know, another thing, just throw your pride out the window, man. <laughs> it it's mm. all right to be a, uh, you know, goofy or vulnerable or whatever. You know, you don't have to be the tough guy all the time. 100% agree. All right. We are going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we are going to do a crossing country lines draft. Have you been wanting to celebrate the do it all dad in your life, but you just don't know how? You just want him to look good, you want him to feel good, and you're just not sure how to do it. You want me to be quiet? I can't be quiet about this. Four fathers set out to create dad clothing that is above and beyond so that it could keep up with dads who go above and beyond. Our team of dad designers set out to build performance clothing because there wasn't an existing line that represented dad. I wasn't part of that team, but I am a part of that team in a backwards kind of way. I'll take you in just a second. In order to fit the dad lifestyle, Four fathers took their favorite dadisms and printed them on the best performing materials and to fit that delectable dad bod that we have. Four fathers clothing, absolutely amazing. Love the polos, love the stuff. It's good, good stuff. Head over to 4 shop 4 fathers 
Polo.com. Buy yourself, buy a dad that you love, kids' polos, hats, socks, some stuff coming soon. Head over there and get yourself a everything. Get yourself polos, get your kids' polos, all the good stuff. They have some incredible designs coming out. The Dog Dad, Batter Up, the Mo Glow, Squeaky Clean, the Gamblers, and some that are not named yet pretty cool pretty awesome very excited to be working with them now use our code young dad at checkout to save what is it 10 percent, maybe 15 percent. i'm not sure but you're going to save some money when you use our code over there and you're going to be supporting two great platforms ours and the forefathers brand itself so head over there get yourself get your dad some amazing clothing Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the podcast. We sincerely appreciate you being here. We sincerely appreciate you listening all the way until the end. Hope you enjoyed this episode. We sure had fun recording it. Make sure you head over to the website, fallboymedia.com. You'll be able to see all the amazing things we have going on, the projects, the podcast, the blogs, all the fun stuff we have going on over there. You can also check out that link tree in our in our description on every single episode. That takes you to our deals, to the website, to the podcast, and gives you all the ways to like, rate, and subscribe, and everything that you could want to do. Make sure that if you're listening on Spotify, you stop for a moment. Go ahead and drop us those five stars. If you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button for me. Like the video, comment, and share. If you're on Apple, leave a five-star rating and leave a review for us to read in our next show any other platform make sure you rate review comment and share the podcast with a friend because i know you have friends that you want to share this with lastly make sure you go and follow us at young dad pod on youtube instagram twitter we cannot wait for all that's to come